What's up guys, Colton Dixon here. I'm sure a lot of you are wondering what the message behind Miracles is. We're on set here for the music video and thought I would maybe explain. So this song is literally about God intervening in my life and keeping me from a train wreck. It can mean a, a, a million different things to a million different people, but um, for me when I wrote this song, uh, it was about the journey that we all take. And my goal is to, to be the best um, that I possibly can be. And I believe that that's God's plan for my life. A lot of people will ask you if it's coincidence or if it's timing or, or whatever, but um, I feel like I know the truth and that, um, that there's a, a master plan behind it all. Um, but that's the inspiration behind the song Miracles. 90 miles on the highway Every day moving so fast Taking all the wrong ways out Never saw you coming Stopping me in my tracks Keeping me from the long way down Doesn't matter just how many times I tried There could only be a single reason why So tell me Some will say it's magic But I know that you did all that You're the reason, there's no doubt Doesn't matter just how many times I try There could only be a single reason why So tell me than time in We play you some of the best contemporary Christian music. Listen to us at the Fresh M Radio on Sundays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. For the best contemporary Christian music. You are listening to The Spotlight Point with Jesse Conditi. So there are people who are advancing that kind of thinking that if they come to the church, there is no need for the pastor to establish what are their intentions, are they joining in whatever they are saying, or it is a scheme that they are applying to get some money and like somehow corner the church and then they go and do whatever they want to do with that money. And that is why we are saying we must investigate that why is it that you are not working? Why are you having a family? Because the book of also Timothy is telling us that if you cannot care for your family, you are worse than an unbeliever. That book is also encouraging Christians that in as much as you want to give birth to children, there is need to really think of how are you going to take care of them? How are you going to take care of your wife? How are you going to take care of your children? So which means God is reminding us that there is need for us to think about that, which means the element of human responsibility cannot be escaped by any believer. Yeah, you must get back to what is my take or how am I going to help my family to have their breakfast, lunch, supper, clothing, medical expenses, you see. And so that's why I'm saying those who are coming into the church with this thinking that uh, they are going to be helped financially and uh, the church should not 
ask them their intentions or the church should not investigate their intentions and know why they are coming and they are thinking that church should help them. I'm not saying that they should not be helped, but there are union cases that should be helped. There are times when someone can be down financially, and uh, but we can help at that time, but we should also teach this particular person the right way to help himself or herself. Why lies and desperation, hard times and conversations? No one should ever love me like you do. Sometimes my bad decisions define my false suspicions, and no one. Should ever love me like you do While I'm on this road You take my hand somehow You really love who I really am I push you Matthew West, and I want to tell you the story behind my new song, The God Who Stays. Uh, this song started as pretty much a late night conversation with God, me sitting at the piano, and I was actually taking some inventory of a lot of the other songs that I've written and really thinking, man, if I were to narrow down all of my songs to one common theme, you could really pick the word grace. Cause I feel like I'm beyond repair. As I began these lyrics, I started thinking about that and thinking, why do I write so much about grace? And felt like the Lord showed me, I write songs about what I know I need, what I know I don't deserve, and what gives me hope to wake up every morning. And the God who stays really explores one of the beautiful ways that God displays his grace towards us every day, and that's in the form of his presence, the promise of his presence. With wide open arms, and you tell me nothing I have ever done could separate my heart. Throughout scripture, God's trying to tell us something. He's in it for the long haul. He's not gonna change his mind about you and me based on our performance. He's not gonna give up on us and turn his back on us. But I'm learning you don't work that way. 
He's not the God who leaves. He's the God who stays. A lot of people have been abandoned. Somebody's left them, and they wonder if maybe God's going to do the same. I hope this song is a line by line, and melody by melody, reminder that God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. If I were you, I would have given up on me by now. I would have labeled me a lost cause. Cause I feel just like a lost cause. If I were you, I would have turned around and walked away. I would have labeled me beyond repair. Cause I feel like I'm beyond repair. Oh, but somehow you don't see me like I do. Somehow you're still here. You're the God who stays. You're the God who stays. You're the one who runs in my direction. When the whole world walks away, you're the God who stands with wide open arms. And you tell me nothing I have ever done could separate my heart from the God who stays. I used to hide every time I thought I let you down. Always thought I had to earn my way. But I'm learning you don't work that way no. Cause somehow you don't see me like I do Somehow you're still here You're the God who stays You're the God who stays You're the one who runs in my direction When the whole world walks away You're the God who stands With a wide some of the best contemporary Christian music. Listen to us at the Fresh M Radio on Sundays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. We are saying, yes, of course we can help you. But how then can you sustain yourself economically? Is there a need for you to also work? Or is it the responsibility of the church to feed you with your family throughout your life until you die? Or what do you think as a person? And that is why we are saying God introduced the concept of work. So that in as much as the church can help you during your times of need, but there is also need to, to be taught how you can work so that you can also earn money from your hard work and sustain yourself and your family. And so that is the right teaching and that is why Adam and Eve had to take care of the Garden of Eden so that they would eat from there. 
God was not going to drop fruits from heaven for them. They had to take care. And so that's why if in any case the church is going to help you, then how are you going to use that money to sustain yourself so that you don't come back to the church each and every time and again that you also need money for supper, I need money for lunch, I need money for my breakfast, I need money for school fee of my children. There's a way the church can help you. And if there is some money, we can help. But is there a way to teach our members to be financially stable so that they can work hard according to the word of God? And that is why I totally agree with Apostle Paul when he said, if there is anyone among you who is not working, that person should not even eat because you ought to be working, all of you, so that you bring whatever you have gotten from your work onto the table and so that people can share together. And that was how to build a society that was going to be economically stable, a society where people are not going to cry so and so is exploiting us, a society where we can be all contributors to the economic development. And so that is my position and I think that is the position of the word of God and I can see your Apostle Paul is talking about it and even God had that intention insofar as the book of Genesis is concerned. So that is my take on that. I've been hard on myself lately Every morning I feel the weight When it's hard to just get out of bed Tell my heart Cause sometimes I forget That your mercies are new today Your mercies are new today oh, I can rest on your shoulders There is grace to start over Your mercies are new today your mercies are new today Help me rise like the morning sun Help me see that your work's not done Oh, Lord When I'm less what I want to be Lord, I need you to keep reminding me your mercies are new today Your mercies are new today oh, I can rest on your shoulders There is grace to start over Your mercies are new today oh, I kept thinking you were angry But you were fighting just to hold me Your mercies are new today Your mercies are new again and again Start over Your mercies are new today Your mercies are new today oh. When we're talking about the church It's the church, it's me and you and, and someone else, it's not a building. So it means that even if others are coming to be helped in church, it means that they are also just coming for a congregation of people to put their effort together and to help them. And when you single out everyone, it means that these people also, each and every one of them has a responsibility in their businesses, in their places of work, to put their effort there and also to work in order to put food on the table. And from there, you know, if you're lazy, it means that now someone, it's like you're despising someone's 
else's work. You're, you're telling them like, you know what, me, I'm the boss. So you all need to just be working for me as I lazy around. And then by the end of the day on Sunday, I will come over there and you'll give me something to eat. So it's just like an indirect statement that you're making. And also, I, I would want to like just bring in this other picture of the church building project. All churches, at one point, they had like a building project for building the cathedrals and building the, the maybe even a pastor's office, pastor's um, mansion. And you know, when everyone brings in their effort, that's when now we see the church taking up the responsibility that you know we are pulling each other away from this um, mythology of people seeing us as wretched. Most people have always seen the church as wretched generation. Like, you know, once you're identified as a Christian, then you're very wretched. You don't have money. When you hoi high, like you don't have any other thing to maybe believe in. That's why you've run to Christ. Freedom was something I never found. Trying to find six feet on the ground. I know the weight of all of my sin. Fighting the fight that I couldn't win. Christian music. You are listening to the Spotlight Point with Jesse Conditi. So on the church building project, I, I'll just want you to like maybe just give us an idea on how um, we as Christians can come in to support each other and to support even other ministries on building. Because I saw in Nigeria, there's this church of Paul and NJ and you know with them, they've done their power, their part of building the church and they've just left, they've gone to an extent of even building a road for the national government. Yeah, as a church, they built a road. With us, you know, in some parts of the world, for example, in Kenya here, we see we only solely depend on, on the government to build roads. But this is something that is happening in Nigeria, and they've built a road that's supposed to be built by the national government or by their county governments. Yes. Yes, that is a great question. I want to establish a fact that is there, which of course can raise controversies with regard to how people are looking at it. When we talk of the image of God in man, as I lay down this foundation to respond to your question. The image of God in man 
is not the body, soul, and spirit. The image of God in man is what we call the moral ability, the creative ability, and the governance ability. I want to demystify <coughs> what I mean by those words. It is only man that has got the moral ability not to engage in even sexual intercourse with the mother. Other animals can engage in sexual intercourse with even their mothers that gave birth to them, which means they don't have the moral ability when it comes to really looking at the ethical standards with regard to how they ought to relate with their parents. The animals are not having that ability. The thinking ability is also given to man. It is only man that has got inventions. Uh, and you can see that uh, men have turned the world into another thing altogether. It is men that have uh, created the so-called motor vehicles, what we call automobile engines. It is men that have even invented planes, uh, ships, you see, which means men are continuing with the creation as God did it. Animals have never done that. There are no roads in the forest built by animals. There are no roads in the oceans built by aquatic life or animals in the, in, in the oceans. And so man is having the ability to think and create. Now, man is also having the ability to govern, you see. So the governance ability, what we call the political image of God in man, the thinking image of God in man, and also the moral image of God in man. So when we talk of the image of God in man, we are talking of the political image of God in man, the thinking image of God in man, and also the moral image of God in man. We are not talking about soul, body, and spirit when it comes to what we call the image of God in man. And so, based on that kind of understanding, that is why when you look at man, man has got ability to build even roads. Man has got ability to extract even the mineral deposits. Man has got ability to even create electricity. Man has got ability to e even invent aeroplanes. Man has got ability to create ships that can cross oceans miles apart. So with that ability, those are the images of God in man, not the body, soul, and spirit. And so when we get deeper, we are now looking into how do you use those abilities to perpetuate the purpose of God on earth. When God said that earth have given to man, you see. And so we are looking into how is man using the abilities God has given us. The thinking ability, the political ability, what we call the governance ability, the moral ability. So that we can coexist and we can create world afresh. There is a way God has given us those abilities so that we can make the world be a better place to live in. And those who have embraced that, Christians that have known why God gave them the abilities, that is why those Christians are now changing the world in Nigeria. That is whereby you can say, now I want to make money. And after making money, where there are bad roads that the government cannot fix, by the virtue of the fact that I believe in God and God has given me the ability, I am going to help people in that region where the roads are not good. And I am going to supply money and get the trucks that and the architects to come and civil engineers so that proper roads can be done in those areas. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, he holds the victory.
forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. Cause we were the players, now we're Christian music. Listen to us at the Fresh M Radio on Sundays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Hey guys, we're here on the music video for House of the Lord. I am so thrilled about this song. It says, there's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And what I realized this last year when I wrote this song in the middle of 2020, pandemic, we weren't even allowed to meet in the literal house of God. What I realized is that the house of the Lord is not something that's made by hands, not something that's made by man. It's you and it's me who call ourselves believers in Jesus. God lives inside of you. We are the church. A building is not the church. You and me are the church. And inside of you is everything you need to totally impact and shape and change the world around you for the kingdom of God. Jesus has put inside of you and inside of me life everlasting, joy that cannot be stolen. We may experience tribulation and grief and pain. That's a part of the human experience. But deeper than that is a joy that Jesus has given for. He's given us a future and a hope. For the best contemporary Christian music. You are listening to The Spotlight Point with Jesse Conditi. Proper buildings can be done so that we can have modern housing in those areas. Those are Christians that have gotten deeper into understanding why God gave them those abilities. The creative ability, the moral ability whereby they are seeing that it is good. Because when we talk of moral ability is the ability to know what is right from what is wrong. What is good from what is bad. So if you know the roads are bad, which means you have the moral ability to know what is uh, good from what is bad. You have the ability to know what is right from what is wrong. It is wrong for people to stay where there are bad roads and if they, in any case you have to improve their life, you need to have good roads for them so that they can use those roads to have a better living in those areas. And God has given us these abilities. Those are the images of God in us. And that is why we are saying that if we are truly Christians that are aware of the abilities God has put in us, then when we rely on those abilities and extract those abilities to move the world to a certain level, then we can get to a place whereby we organize ourselves to see how to fix these problems that the governments, the governments of the day are not fixing because they might not understand they were only thinking of enriching themselves. But with us, we have not been told to just enrich ourselves. We have been told to take care of each and every one of us and even the environment. And that is why God even told Adam that take care of the environment, tender the garden, which means the environmental, being environmental friendly was all so inside that kind of understanding and so that is why we need to take care of our environment when you properly understand the intentions of god and the abilities of god that god has given that god has put in you you will do great work and i think that is what is happening in nigeria with regard to what you are saying that there are christians that have gone a notch higher by even helping the national government to build roads for others so that they can have a better living and so if we can get to that level and know why god has given us all these abilities we can help the national government and we can do projects more than even the national government because God is enabling us to make this place a good place for people to live in. I think that can be my my my, my response to that question and I believe that that was the intention of God. Yeah, thank you. We all start on the outside 
outside looking in This is where grace begins We were hungry, we were thirsty With nothing left to give Oh, the shape that we were in Just when all hope seemed lost Love opened the door for us He said, come to the table Come join the sinners who have been redeemed Take your place beside the Savior Sit down and be set free Come to the table the next step what are some of the steps that we as christians can take for this economic prosperity to just come on us so that we don't like really because um, god says that gold and silver belongs to him so how can we tap into this so that we as christians don't only just really depend on others or we borrow or as people always perceive christians as wretched what can we do in order to like empower us what are some of these steps that we can take or if there are principles what are some of the principles that we can do in order to have financial freedom i believe that we need to get back to knowing the abilities god has put in us and uh, i tend to think god has talented us differently each and every one of us is having a gift from god that you have been endowed with and i think if you use that gift from god that you have been endowed with then we can bring the economic produce from those uh, gifts to help us move forward for example 
there are people that God has given the ability to do business. There are people that God has given the ability to be wonderful professionals. There are people that God has given the ability to be super agriculturalists. There are people that God has given the ability to do international businesses. And so if we can really properly exploit the gifts that God has given us, then I tend to think we are going to reach a level whereby when we are bringing all the monetary gains from those uh, gifts, then we can have a lot of money and then we can uh, deliberate on uh, how we can spend those money to improve the lives of uh, our people. Because, for example, I believe I'm gifted. Yeah, and uh, what do I do with my gift so that I can get the monetary gains out of that gift? We are in a world whereby there are people who can just make you laugh and making you to laugh, you pay for it. And they get a lot of money. They are Christians who are comedians. And they get a lot of money from comedy, a lot of money. They are international media stations that are looking into where are Christians that can be comedians, that can shake the world. They are Christians who can do wonderful businesses. They are Christians who are wonderful professionals. So I believe that what you need to establish as an individual is to identify the gift of God in you. What is it that God has put in you that is making you to be unique? What is it that you can do that you feel that if you can do it, then you can shake the whole world and you can improve the world? That which you feel, that which you think, that which you have known that is put in you by God to help you get certain monetary gains, that is what we can call the ability that God has bestowed in you to help you move forward economically. What happened to you? hear it all the time They tell me something's different in my words and in my eyes What happened to you? They see it on my face They got a million questions All that I can say is Jesus happened In the blink of an eye Every part of my life was changed Jesus happened Like a thief in Started taking the lies away And all my sin was forgiven The moment I met His grace That's when I started living And all that my heart can say Is Jesus happened What happened to you? I smile every time Until the midst of me Jesus happened. So a few years ago, I walked into an auto body car shop that my friend had invited me to, which was hosting a worship night. And I showed up and I was like, why am I in an auto body car shop? This is so weird. 
But I walked in, and in that moment, I tangibly felt the presence of God for the first time. I had grown up as a Christian, but more of like a cultural Christian, so I didn't really know Jesus for myself yet. And I walked in, and I literally remember the feeling of like God was in the room, the Spirit of God was there, and the people around me were worshiping Him. Um, and, and there was peace and joy and like happiness, like actual Christians that were actually worshiping. I had never experienced that before. And so I, um, I left that worship night completely changed. And my friends from my past started to ask me, they were like, Baylor, what happened to you? Like, you look different, you sound different, you, you literally look joyful. And my short version was, Jesus happened to me. And so obviously that turned into this song. A few months later, um, I was walking into a co-write with Jeff Pardo, the producer of this song, and Hank Bentley, the other co-writer, and we wrote this song. And this is like my testimony song of how Jesus happened to me. And the reason I love it so much is that if you're a born again believer and follower of Christ, this is your story too. Jesus happened to you at some point in your life, whether you were 12 or 25 or, you know, 65 or whenever it was, Jesus actually happened to you. So yeah, that's the story. You are listening to the Spotlight Point Show with Jesse Condi T. We play you some of the best contemporary Christian music. Listen to us at the Fresh M Radio on Sundays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Tune in to the Spotlight Point Show. Tell a friend to shine the spotlight on other friends. Some people are multi-gifted. You don't need to, you cannot say you only have one ability. People are multi-gifted. And God can give you many abilities. And uh, I believe if we go back and rediscover ourselves and know how multi-gifted we are, then we use those gifts to see how those gifts can give us monetary gains. How can we get money out of these gifts? The moment we get back to the drawing board and rediscover ourselves at individual level, then we begin to extract those gifts so that we can get the monetary gains out of those gifts. If you have a farm, you can do farming. If you know how to rear chickens, you can rear chickens and be a multi-billionaire out of just rearing chickens. And when we bring that money together, we can build the cathedrals. We can make roads that the national governments have failed to make. We can make roads that the county governments have failed to make. We can change the society with those gifts. If we come together as gifted Christians and we have the right ethical standards, we can go far. I think that is the right way to begin this kind of change that we long for, this economic transformational change that we really long for. That is the way. Rediscover ourselves and the gifts that we have and see how can we get monetary gains out of these gifts and see how we can put our money together and change the society. So there's a comment that just came in from Nicholas Medio all the way from CIA and he said that uh, this topic is very controversial I know but we must wade into the murky waters and set the record straight yeah thank you for that wonderful comment we are ready to get into the murky waters and start up the murky waters so that we can have a debate together and so out of that debate we can bring our insights look into those our insights with regard to what the Word of God is saying and after looking into what the Word of God is saying we can now establish what is it that God really wants wanted us to do with regard to economic prosperity. And if we can get to that level and have wonderful debate, constructive debates about it, which are based on the Bible, and then we can see a way forward very clearly. If we can come with an open mind and debate freely and look into what is each each and every one of us saying, and then we look at what we have said with regard to what the Bible is saying, so that we can set the record straight. And I believe we can go far. So that can be my take on that comment. And I thank that wonderful listener for that great comment. Yeah, there's also another one here from Grace. And she says that this is a very great piece and an eye-opener. And she says that it just teaches us to have the best and the common culture of work. It makes us also appreciate the small things in life and life itself. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. The intention of God. You know why I'm saying the concept of work is very paramount. The concept of work to me did not begin with Adam and Eve. The concept of work began with God. Because the Bible says God worked. If God himself could work, why us not working? Why do we expect miracle monies, miracle fruits, miracle babies, miracle what? Everything miracle, miracle. If the Bible says God worked for six days and on the seventh day he rested, why do we think we should be exempted from work? Because the work itself was a concept inculcated by God himself. Then he said, I'm creating man, but man should also work because he himself God worked. And that is why I believe 
this debate is very important so that we can see if God could work why not us why do we think we should only have miracle babies miracle monies miracle fruits everything miracle miracle so are we zombies why did god give us brain he, he gave us brain so that we could use that brain to turn around our situation and to better our environment that is what i believe in. yeah so wonderful response that the concept of work should be embraced by the christians and the human race wonderful comment thank you thank you so much all listeners for even the comments that you're sending in and if you like to send in even a voice note so that you can play it here at the spotlight point show you just go to spotify and search for spotlight point show and right under there you'll see a link taking you to where you can send in your voice note and also your comment on this topic so we are really getting a lot from uh, this powerful man of god right here and you know one of the things he says is that as a, uh, a church it's a place of financial help and assistance i mean it's not only a place of financial help and assistance and also the image of god is not only the body the soul and the spirit but it is our moral ability and our thinking ability there's that also political image of god there's a social image of god there's a moral image of god <laughs> wow that is so powerful and you know i'm really getting to learn a lot from this so keep on sending your comments and thank you so much for all that and, and just to add on to what we have been saying you know i don't want to get into what we call the economic world of the old testament the political world of the old testament the social world of the old testament when we look at the economic world of the old testament we can see even how god was going to sort out the famine that was going to be in the land of egypt how did he sort out that famine that is that is what we call the economic world of the old testament god strategically placed joseph in egypt so that men and women could know how god can sort out an economic crisis and you see god gave joseph an idea and joseph had to implement it what i call the human responsibility so that the the land of egypt could be plowed and so the produce could be kept for the seven years that were going to be famine and so they will rely on god did not just bring food anyhow hey, to the land of egypt we cannot rely on instances like god providing manna for the children of israel those who are isolated cases but there's a way that you can see because how are these children of israel going to get food in the wilderness god say okay here i'm going to perform a miracle there was need for a miracle but that was not the case in each and every situation when there was going to be famine when you learn what we call the economic world of the old testament so that we can see how god is involved in our economic life he said joseph i'm giving you an idea how you are going to save and we can see how the brothers came they came when there was famine and joseph could give them food and how did it happen they had to plow the land of egypt then plant seeds and wait for the rainfall and then do the harvesting and then make sure they had built the stores where they were going to keep all this thing god did not just build the stores from nowhere they woke up in the land of egypt and found stores built by god there was the element of human responsibility and so that is how god works in our lives he can give you an idea and that is why i'm saying we have the ability i don't want to unpack the economic uh, world of the old testament the economic world of the new testament the political world of the old testament the social world of the old testament the political world of the new testament and the social world of the new testament see how god bailed out uh, the egyptians from that great famine that is an element of the economic life of that particular society because if they were going to lack all those things it was now going to make them experience an economic crisis yes and so see how god handled it yeah he did not just come with those things and fix them no he gave an idea that was supposed to be implemented and then eventually they were going to overcome the famine which means whether the famine was going to be there they were going to be found with food in their food stores and so they could just eat for the seven years that the famine was going to be there freely and they could even give to other nations and that is why the brothers of joseph came all over so that they could get food so i believe in the concept of work and that is what i think is rightly put in the bible and those are the intentions of god so thank you the god made the winds and the summers the one who put the stars all in the place the only one who stands above all others he knows me by name the angels hide the faces in his presence the demons run for cover when you speak
Thank you so very much. So we have just come to the end of this show and thank you for gracing our show today. And uh, maybe just your closing remarks on this. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Brother Jesse, for this wonderful opportunity that you have given to me. I don't take it for granted. It is my first time to come here. I know many listeners are going to listen to whatever I've shared. I've shared from my heart. I have shared all that I believe is right before us and before God. That is what I believe that the Bible is trying to tell us to do and I believe that the concept of work can be seen in the Bible. God worked. In the beginning God created heaven and earth. Yeah. And we can see all the things he created. God worked and he introduced the concept of work and I think through work we can have an economic prosperity. I don't think that we are going to have economic prosperity from the concept of miracles, 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 miracles. I think God is going to enable us to have great ideas and then we implement those ideas and in the process of working on these great ideas we get to our economic prosperity. And I believe that is what our Christians should really relook into. We need to rediscover what are the intentions of God with regard to our economic life, with regard to economic uh, prosperity. I think if we go through the Bible from the book of Genesis to Revelation, then in the long run, we can see the intentions of God and how God intended us to prosper economically. So thank you for this great time. May God be a blessing to all of us. And that is my parting shot. Thank you, Mr. Jason. Wow, thank you so much for that. So um, one thing that has really hit me is that this concept of work, God cannot just drop things like in the days when he dropped manna from heaven for the for the Israelites when they were just exiting Egypt. But now what um, really hits me up and um, it's just a reminder of someone that I listened to by uh, the Bishop T.D. Jakes and he said that, you know, the problem with us Christians is that we pray, Oh God, give me a chair. Give me a chair in the name of Jesus. But God does not answer you by bringing a chair. He has already answered you by bringing a tree. So it is you to now take that personal responsibility to go for the tree and then you come and build it. So until next time, this is the Spotlight Point Show and bye-bye. For the best contemporary Christian music. You are listening to the Spotlight Point with Jesse Conditi.